This is the Red on Red podcast on redfm.ie. This week on the podcast, we're taking a look back at music in Cork in 2018 with the help of musician and music journalist Darren Keane.
Happy Alone with Body Bags and God Alone with Nuknahina. 2018 being a massive year for both of these young Cork outfits with massive stuff lined up in 2019. This is Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast dropping every Wednesday via redfm.ie as well as iTunes, Google Podcasts and other podcasting platforms. My name is Mike McGrath-Brien and this week... At the beginning of a new year, we're joined in studio by Darren Keane for a look back at 2018 in Leaside Music. Yeah, hi there. Mr. Glad K, how are you doing, boss? Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, happy to look back on a very exciting year for Music on Cork. You've had a big enough old year yourself between various projects. Yeah, um, between playing with our, playing a few festivals with our cover band and recording recording a lot but not releasing a lot yet. Um, we put out an album at my ambient duo museum as well, so yeah, a big, big... Big year. You make mention, all right, of um, doing the rounds of the festivals with the Creeps. That might have been an interesting experience. You know, the zombie show band in yeah, well, the post-Me Too <laughs> Well, I think the premise for the Creeps is a joke that it got a bit out of hand. So we never meant to end up playing Body and Soul or uh, Junction Party or Cork Jazz Festival. But it's been good fun. It's been interesting corralling eight people and trying to play the creepy hits of yesteryear. But... It's been enjoyable. It's kind of shown a, a, a musical life that I'd never envisaged doing either. I mean, it's, it's like a faux wedding band almost. That's such a good concept in terms of a multimedia show that I'm surprised that nobody's had it yet and that you've knocked it out of the park with such a bomb as you have. Yeah, it's been, it's been really surprising that it's gone as well as it has. I mean, everyone's so talented in the band. Um, but it, it's the reception to it has been amazing. People have, like a body and soul, people are running up to us after it's going to go congratulating. So it's like, who are these people? What do they want? So it's very unusual to have that kind of um, genuine joy at a show when people are really appreciating you straight away. And for doing such an unusual thing as well, it's like you know, a cover band with a, with a theme and props and concept. And yeah, it's really enjoyable. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. 2018, of course, was a busy year all around for the Cork music scene and specifically one of change. February, of course, saw Quarter Block Party return to the historic spine of Cork City with a tremendous amount of music, public art, installations and so forth. Kind of, what were your thoughts on the whole experience this year? I think uh, Quarter Block Party this year was just absolutely incredible. Like, they've always been consistently good in putting on festivals, but there's something about this year, it was con- kind of consistent in its approach to booking, all the acts were of top quality and the organisation was like incredibly smooth everything ran very well mm. then just the use of spaces around the city and had, like it's such a compact festival to get around it's easy to get to everything and there's always so much going on um, personal favourite for me at Quarter Block Party this year was Pow Pig's gig in the Roundy which I think anyone who was there was just blown away I mean it was one of the best sets I've ever seen and like and from a band I'd never listened to until that point to blow me away as they did it was just brilliant but yeah I can't wait for next year there's a lot of talk about Pow Pig doing big things in 2019 and again we are really looking at kind of the generation kind of hot on the current generation's heels in terms of what's being produced. You look at Pow Pig, but also we heard from Happy Alone and God Alone either. And kind of we look at what separates them from maybe what we would have been doing at 18, 19 years of age as music people, etc. It's absolutely frightening the way with which they've embraced the advances in technology, the accessibility of the technology to create music. But also the fact that they're in kind of the post-genre um, mindset means that like the amount of ideas and cross-pollination of ideas that are coming up with is absolutely it's, it's mental I, I think it's just really positive that like you know say for example God Alone just even seeing them at shows and they're going they're not afraid to actually go out there and go to shows and they're they're barely 18 at this point if even that and they're always at things they want to learn more about music they're talking to everyone you're in and the willingness to learn at that age is a really like strong point mm-hmm. I, I didn't have that I was too scared I was shy as much as you want to think it 
and I didn't go to, like I didn't start going to shows until I was twenty one, twenty two. So just even be able to see the confidence people like that have, and they're able to get able to get out there and play the shows that they do as well because they're absolutely incredible live band. So I'm just really impressed with them, both them and Happy Alone. What really strikes me about both these artists is they've been able to harness the goodwill that they've generated and move it on into something else, you know? And, you know, I, I daren't say Cork music was in need of a good news story or was in need of something that was <laughs> that was good. Because, I mean, like it has been a, a, a relatively heavy few years, which we'll get into a little bit later on. But I think people always like to see others doing well and they always like to kind of back others that are kind of doing well. And you look at God Alone now and they've got that massive UK tour booked for next year off the back of the Mammoth Fest stuff. And they're taking that on at that young age as well. It's like, what's next for them? You know, how can they, you know, what does their 2019 look like? Or their yeah. 2020 or their 2021? And I think it's kind of same with Happy Alone as well because they have huge national goodwill now. You see it everywhere. They're playing shows all over the place. And like two FM are all over them. Two FM are all over them. That's a, that's the thing as well. They're getting like recognised as well, which is kind of which is amazing at the age that they are, and it's also amazing kind of for like they're from Cork and this recognition is there as well. It's, it's absolutely absolutely brilliant. But like the rest of the live lineup, a quarter block party was fantastic as well. O Emperor uh, headlining upstairs in what was the venue uh, alongside Percolator, who were a low key highlight of the festival for me. I don't know about you. I think Percolator kind of after their record came out in Penske last year, that's kind of went to turn me on to them and. They are so good live. It's just shoegaze cross with Kurt rock, and it, it it was brilliant. And at the, it came at the right time a quarter because I was flagging a bit. You know, it'd been a long day, mm. and they just tore the head off me. They're a brilliant band. I wish they'd play more shows. I mean, you, you can't play every show in the universe. You can't play every weekend. But I wish we saw Percolator more. Um, another highlight of Quarter Black Party was a uh, Calfolder Day mm. with her, I don't know, interactive reading of an opera it's very difficult to describe her show it's one you'd have to see but it's utterly engaging and it's very funny at the same time she's a, an excellent performer very charismatic and with the 2019 announcement kind of out the gates now and a whole bunch more venues kind of added the festival expanding across the city kind of what are you expecting now from uh, this year's edition I'm maybe expecting maybe more engagement from people because it feels like that uh, people who've gone to quarter it's like a it's something that you're in to know about you know about this like it's a little secret you know about you can go to that and you'll recognise everyone else at the shows, maybe from previous years. But now you might see more members of the public engaging. You had that with the bigger gigs last year, mm. but you might see that more this year, well, coming into 2019, more public engagement, more people across the city coming to it, and you might see a bit of a different crowd coming. I mean, the lineup is quite eclectic this year. You've got a lot of stuff going on. I'm looking forward to Hillary Woods myself, mm. like her album on Sacred Bones, and this year was great. Like, you could see more of an engagement from the general public, which would be brilliant. But Block Party wasn't the only community festival this year. Cork Sound Fair got its launch early in the New Year as well, a non-profit festival designed specifically to provide a platform for left-field electronic music and uh, sonic exploration of all types. You got to the Cork City Jail um, half of the proceedings, did I you? I did, yeah. I, mean, I was at both. I was at St. Peter's and I was at Cork City Jail. Now, Cork City Jail was a great location. I've never seen it being used for gigs before. In fact, the last time I remember going there was with the Scouts when I was a kid. So it was an excellent setting. Kind of, I think they could, like, could do a lot with the sound next year in there, but that, as a set and setting was fantastic. Organisationally, on point, they were nailing it every time, just uh, allowing numbers in, stewarding everything. Dream cycles on that day were a particular highlight. Um, Davy Kyo's set was good as well. I just think, like, I can't wait for next year. I'm really looking forward to what they do next year because they have so many ideas and they obviously have, like, they want to book so many things. Yeah. It's just going to be incredible if they nail the line of an organization. Like, not to say that there was some great stuff last year, like Robert Kurgenvin playing in St. Peter's. Like, 
Robert is a sound artist and musician from Australia and he's always really engaging stuff kind of all, all kind of kind of driven by the physics of music and the physics of hearing and psychoacoustics so he was really really engaging and he's, he does a light show now with his stuff and it really helps out but yeah great festival I'm delighted that there's another Cork Music Festival as well and there's another Cork Music Collective coming together in such an organised manner to do what hopefully now will be a consistent uh date on the calendar for the next few years for festivals we'll talk a little bit further about collectives a little bit later on but um, very quickly I suppose was there anything that kind of caught your attention about the summer festivals in Cork specifically TLC and Indy um, I'm going to be genuinely honest and I'd say they didn't and it didn't really engage me I think Indy has its niche now these days mm. Um, it's not something that's particularly attractive to me, but maybe as I'm getting older, maybe I'm getting further away from the age group they want to attract. So, I, do you know what? I, I think that's very definitely the feeling I got. I hadn't been to Indy in six or seven years until this year when I was covering it for the Echo. And the changes that have happened to the campsite since, I, I want to say I went in 2011 for Ash Therapy and Asi Weaver. And obviously the, 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 the sense that you're not the demographic anymore is the main thing as you're coming through the gates. Um, but also just, you know, just the sheer scale of it and everything having expanded. And obviously, like, it is what it is. It does have its niche. Next year's now is going to be headlined by Bastille and Biffy Clyro. Um, but there was lots of surprises kind of within the lineup. The Emerald stage obviously had its highlight to Bitch Falcon, um, Loa, and, and So I Watch You From Afar. The hip-hop stage that opened, of course, with um, Shukra and The Outsiders. And all of these little kind of appearances, uh, speculative fiction turning up on the... Um, on, on the spoken word stage too as well TLC was cool and there was a lot of good stuff happening on the Rising Sun stage specifically uh, you know obviously God Alone made their appearance but also Post Punk Podge and the Techno Hippies one of the one of the real breakout stories actually uh, on the national scene uh, Darren I don't know are you familiar Podge has gotten a lot of um, coverage recently even at there's a big article in the uh, Irish Examiner on him two mm. weeks old I believe yeah but it's kind of interesting to see how he's gone from almost a novelty kind of side act to a lot of the Limerick scene which he's not to now being this kind of in his own right, established person with a band with really like strong message to say in great music as well. He played there recently in Poor Relation in Cork. Yeah, he did the Christmas gig for Cosmonaut. And then fantastic show. Like so I'm delighted with the way he's actually grown as an artist this year and he kinda of put himself more out there and mm. people seem to be catching on to that, which is excellent. People will always respond to honesty and that's something that post punk podge has in <laughs> spades. He does indeed. He's great. I'm just so happy to see more come out of Limerick. I mean, Limerick, Limerick has been like on a resurgence now for the last few years. Limerick always feels like it's on a resurgence. <laughs> it does. Like with Cruiser and Powpig as well coming out of there too. You know, Casavetti's. Yeah, they're coming along as well. So like, there's like no doubt there's more names that I'm forgetting at the moment as well. Mm. So it's just brilliant to see Podge as part of that as well. The jazz. What were your thoughts? I just want to see. I just saw a lot of jazz. Yeah. <laughs> jazz mostly helmed by Dan Walsh on drums. Um, I went to a lot of stuff in the roundy. Um, I find that jazz, you have to pick your spots. Yeah. You kind of have to kind of... And I've been in it long enough and going to it long enough since I moved to Cork when I was 18 to know where to avoid. Um, so, yeah, I just saw... I, I saw... I went to Roundy a lot. Roundy's your spot these days if you actually want to go see some jazz. Yeah. Because Dan has some players over from around Europe. Uh, a lot of Swedish jazzers in there as well. So that's great. Um, saw Fixity in the Poor Relation. That Poor was late. savage. The that, Sunday night. That was great. Good, yeah. Poor relation got a lot of good, good gigs these days, which is a huge improvement on what they had. But yeah, to jazz, that jazz is the jazz. Like it's, 
you know, essentially a weekend of drinking for most people. But if mm. you want to find the good stuff, it is there. You just have to take a bit of digging. I was a bit annoyed this year. Previously, the Cork School of Music would have put on music workshops um, on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. That didn't happen this year. They would have been for free. You could have gone in. You could have learned about jazz drumming or jazz vocals from a professional. And they were great. Really well attended. I went every year. This year, completely cut out. Um, replaced with master classes at a, like, a higher ticket price. Like, at a ticket price even. But like mm. 40, 50 quid for a master class. It's like... Okay, I see where you're going with this, but you know you've really cut out engagement there. Like my um, my partner, she really wanted to go to the jazz vocal lesson. I told her about it from previous years, and that, that engagement was gone. And then my sense of goodwill was, was slightly lost then because of that. Voiceworks, I, I think, tried to fill in that void with some of the vocalists that played at the opera house. Yeah, like I think you you need other stuff during the day. It can't just be all you know guys in straw hats playing like jazz covers of pop hits. You know, it just doesn't work like that. You need more engagement. You need more. Outreach. You want if you and if it's a jazz festival and you want to talk about jazz, you get people listening to jazz and singing jazz or playing mm. jazz. You know, like bring them in, show them how to do it. I would say, what did you think of the top liners just before we those sort of things? I'm at the point now where I don't even look at them. Yeah, yeah. Unless someone, if, unless you brought a Wayne Shorter or someone to Cork, which is never going to happen again. Like you're not going to interest me in the top liners. I think I saw Beach House played a jazz festival in 2010, mm. 2011, and that was the real last um, bar. No, I think that's that's about it. I don't really like engaging with the top liners anymore. It's just all about like winkling out those small jazz gigs around the city that are great. And you know, holler at me next year if you want to know what's good. Two points from the jazz festival that I walked away with. Um, you talked about the roundy being a spot, and there was plenty on during the roundy. But uh, Evelina Nurstrand, uh, oh, yeah. the set she did with Patty Freeman was fantastic. Evelina is a one to watch. Her album this year with uh, Evelina Nurstrand, the Golden Pinguinos. Yeah was brilliant she's a fantastic musician and that's how she did with Patty Freeman it was wonderful mm. I really really enjoyed that and I'm so delighted that she has chosen Cork as a place that she likes to play because she's brilliant and everyone she's here in terms of jazz lifers I found that there was one name that kind of flew under everyone's radar and that's Billy Cobham uh, oh, who yeah. played at the Everyman as part of the double billings there of course a legendary uh, jazz man who was sampled by everybody right down to Jar Jar Jr. like Billy Cobham like once again I think maybe that's this is my own blinkers I have on the situation I, I look at the top line and go expensive weekend I'm not going to dip into it now with Billy Cobham you could be guaranteed a good show but I was not going I was not going there but right quickly while we're reviewing 2018 uh, two major stories regarding venues in Cork City Centre the opening of Dali uh, back in March the reopening of the former pavilion room upstairs opening with a big old weekend including Fish Go Deep Elaine Malone St. Keelan etc and over the course of the year it's turned into a very reliable outlet for not only techno and house, which is very definitely its uh, its main market, but also with gigs, you know, supplying the Indie Cork uh, Festival with its event centre this year, uh, playing host to Baylor, God Alone and Worn Out at the kind of end of year Christmas metal show for the city. Um, and as we'll talk about a little bit later on, playing host to O Emperor's final show. Also, the expansion of Cypress Avenue to 550 finally being greenlit and finally unveiling itself only a couple of weeks ago culminating in its playing host to the Undivided fundraiser last week, last Sunday, I want to say. It was last Sunday, although over this festive period, who knows what day it is anymore. Uh, we're, we're recording this at some indeterminate point before New Year's. I but think it's a after. Sunday. <laughs> I think so. But um, yeah, two big stories regarding venues. Mr. K, your thoughts? Uh, the one I want to talk about was, and because it's the most recent in my mind, is the Cypress Avenue one. I'm stunned at what they've done in there. And I said it on the night to a few people, it should have been done years ago. But I suppose maybe finance financial constraints might have been there but it, the job they've done is excellent I'm delighted with it I was even standing at the back bar and I turned around to like go see horse 
and they were so far away and I was like this is incredible we, this is something we've needed for years just a venue of that size it's a fantastic venue I couldn't recommend it more highly even the fact that there's a lift for accessibility yeah is just that they've done a lot of work in there and it's paid off I think it's great I think the main harbinger of change in that venue is when you walk past where the old floor ended and out onto the new floor yeah. you kind of look at it when you turn around to go back to the bar and you see the you see the back of the old stage you see the the stars on the ceiling from a different angle and a different perspective and it really kind of recombobulates you know your spatial awareness within the room etc and I think that's the biggest adjustment is just the fact that everything has changed up so much but also it retains that black box atmosphere yeah I, I, and that's what I like most about Cypress Avenue it's just a, it's just, just a stage and you're just looking straight at a band and it's, it's dark in there you have to focus on the band you're not going to have a chat with your friend or look around for people like I've played in that stage a lot over the years and just even standing where it was and kind of going yeah getting my bearings compared to what it had been brilliant it was just as you say discombobulating but like I loved it. I'm just so happy it opened. And it opened with, like, my first time in there was such a good gig. The fundraiser was fantastic. There were so many good bands on. All to there blew, them out of, blew everyone out of the water. As they always do. As they always do. Um, Horse were brilliant on night as well. So, um, I don't know, just happy to have it back and have it better. It's great. Um, going to Daly then, like, it's great to see that room being used again. After the initial reopening didn't go so well under the, mm. I would say, just pre- Previous management. Uh, well, well, post to the previous management, who were the people we all knew and loved. But yeah, the, the previous run, it didn't go well. And there was a lot of ill will generated after that, I feel. But have it, and then when it was announced as a ram, and people kind of went, oh gosh, you know, the room is gone. But the guys behind Dali have done a fantastic job. They've really kind of kept it going, kept bookings going every weekend, and it's only used for that purpose of gigs, which is brilliant. Um, previously, the PAV, like back in. You know, 2013, 14 maybe like, would have been like your hangout spot. Mm. Now it's just you're focused. It's gigs. That's what you're there for. I mean, you'll see people as well. I, I've seen a good bit of stuff in there. I saw No Spill Blood and Horse in there. Um, it's one of the basiest shows I've ever seen <laughs> here in my life. But Out to that system. Yeah, it's really intense. The light shows in there are great, courtesy of like Dave Mahuna, I know, who's been doing, working on that during the year. Like, there's a lot of effort being put and a lot of detail and care being put in that place, which is great. Um, I'm delighted it's back open. I it's a lot of techno shows there is that but you know Cork needs that as well Cork always has a voracious appetite for like house and techno yeah. so it's that, that has an outlet now that's focused for that and run by people who understand that kind of music which is brilliant before we go to some more tunes do you want to maybe take us through a couple of your favourite local gigs this year um, one of my favourite local gigs this year happened I think it was at the end of November up in, upstairs in Roundy again um, was St. Keelan um, St. Keelan has a new lineup, and he's got some great players with him He's got um, Paul Leonard on drums, Leah Hearn on guitar and singing, and Roy Dale on bass. But this is the first time I'd seen him with Leah playing, and she adds a huge new um, dimension to sound. There's a lot more. Go- it's all the same songs he's been playing, but he's at- there's a lot added to the songs. That was wonderful. And then after him was uh, Aina Brennan of Derry from Dublin, and she blew me away. Like Just one of the best sets I've seen this year. Easily one of the best sets I've seen this year. So happy to see her in that context great to see that and then Keelan played um, recently in the Poor Relation and it was yeah. a similar story but with a full band it really like takes uh, you know it adds a lot to the songs he's coming on hugely as a songwriter there's new stuff coming out as well like I'm just delighted to see him do so well I'm trying to think of other gigs I've seen this year um, in Cork it's just a bit of a blur because you see so much oh god yeah yeah like it's always a delight to see Horse 
<laughs> so I was like the horse <laughs> physically injured himself while playing gigs like that gig in the spot being fun were you at I was, I was about to say were you at the Kino when they helped launch uh, I was. I missed the Kino Alone's album no no I was at the I was oh you missed the fight <laughs> I missed the fight but I was there when Minnie uh, dislocated his shoulder Minnie dislocated no at the uh, at the Kino they started Decky and Minnie just started horse playing etc and this turned into like ground and pound and like Minnie tries getting Decky in a leg lock, etc., and this turns into Decky turning it around, putting Minnie in the walls of, Jer- the walls of, Jericho. Walls of Jericho for a tap out. As the rest of the band are continuing along, the two God Alone boys kind of took their positions while this massive piece of noise sports <laughs> entertainment took place before us. They're brilliant for that. They're a band with a sense of humour. I really like that about a horse, and they're not afraid to laugh at themselves, but they're also not afraid to put on a really, really heavy show. I'm delighted that they're. They are around. Yeah, mm. so it's always, I saw them when it's probably been earlier this year, it was great. And anyhow, I've seen them since. They're so consistently good, whether in Dali or, like I said, in Cypress Avenue. They're a great local band. I'm delighted to have them around. Another person who I've been seeing a lot of this year is Lane Malone. Yeah. Um, it's been her year. Like. Yeah, Elaine's played so many good shows this year. I've seen her in so many like, different contexts now. It's kind of a bit like, it's almost a blur. And she is a full band with her now, these is as well. And well, she's had on and off over the last while, but yeah, Rory Dale, Cork Baseman, playing with her too these days mm. so it's just delightful to see that she's getting so many gigs so much attention like she's playing all over the place um, I particular <laughs> I don't know if it's a highlight but an unusual show that sticks out in my mind was her playing um, It Takes a Village down in Trabalgan oh gotcha and oh that's one we didn't even think of when we were yeah. talking about the festivals which was and It Takes a Village was I thought it was a roaring success. I really enjoyed it. I played it, it really was. Yeah, I, I, I loved playing a round of mini golf um, before my set. It was it was brilliant. I, I loved it. Um, but Elaine was Elaine played that. It was a very strange set. It was her and Sam Plague in a restaurant, uh, basically on site, and it was so disorientating. And she put on a fantastic show. She always rises to the occasion. She's a brilliant, brilliant performer. We're going to hear from Elaine Malone momentarily, but first. We've put together a little bit of a playlist. Earlier on, we heard from Happy Alone with Body Bags and God Alone with Nick Nahina. But Mr. K, you've chosen for us something from Arthritis's new album. Yeah, um, I think about the babies. I, this album has been in, I don't know, in production for quite some time. and I'm, I'm delighted it's out now. I was at the launch show. Mm. Um, Artie is a unique person. He's a, yeah, he's a stellar human being and a musician and kind of songwriter and producer who... Thinks of things all his own way and has his own very unique approach to songwriting and song construction and soundscapes. And I'm always entertained by what he does. I always want to see what he does. And having this album out now, and it's a lot of stuff that features in his live show at the moment, is brilliant. Um, I'm great. Check it out. It's on Can't Cope. But uh, the song is I Think About the Babies from that album. We also have Elaine Malone with you. And we might have said a mouthful about uh, Elaine and her 2018, etc. But any thoughts on the song itself? Um, not like all I can do is like echo what we've already said, and that Elaine, you hear it in the song. Elaine's most one of the most engaging performers we have in Ireland at the moment, not just Cork. And like she, I don't know, her voice. You, when she sings, you are going to listen. It is yeah. going to arrest you, and you're going to hear what she has to say. So Elaine alone, absolutely fantastic. Can't wait to see what she does in 2019. Unreal. We'll hear from her in a moment. But first, arthritis would think about the babies here on Red on Red.
With you here on Red on Red, a special best of 2018 edition of the podcast, still joined in studio by musician and music journalist, Mr. K, Darren Keane. Before the jump, we were talking a little bit about festivals and other collective actions happening up and down the city. And it really seemed like this year was the year where people kind of came together, coalesced and made things happen for themselves rather than waiting around for the next venue to open up or waiting for the next, uh, you know, thing to hit Cork City. Uh, we saw the emergence of Houseu Records, of the Garden Collective, of the Electronic Folk. Cuttingheads Collective came together and delivered another fantastic year of hip-hop shows all around. And it just seems to me like people are coming together, finding collective interests and working with one another to overcome the difficulties that they're finding in artistic practice in 2018 in Cork. Mr. K, you know, you're a man that thrives on collaboration. Uh, You're (laughs) part of the Dead Pigeon Club alongside other musicians in Cork City. Maybe talk a little bit about how you've seen that this year play out in front of your own eyes as well as maybe the process of doing so yourself. Well, even just regarding what we do, I mean, we're a very uh, ephemeral kind of collective. There's There's four or five of us and the main thing we've done the most concrete thing we've done is made our own practice space and we came together and we pooled our resources to make that happen now which you know us, you know, who's ringing the electrician who you know who's going down there to clean all the crap out of the, the space you know who's going to do that it's not going to get done for you I think that's something we've all realised in the past few years After, you know the PAV closed that was our venue we had to start doing it ourselves then we had to make things happen so you had to start looking for your own practice space you know Cork Beauty Print Shop closed that's why we looked for the, our one you have to do things yourself no one's going to do it for you and especially now with the kind of music we, we all like to make like no one's going to come in along and make that for you you have to make it happen yourself so yeah like even just basic stuff like us like even like yeah who's going to pay the rent money this week for the, the space you know who's going to negotiate the terms with the landlord it has to be done and you see that like even with promoting music now that's not so much we, something we do but you see that happen like House Collective like they're making ways they're going to have a big 2019 I think it's all about people pooling their resources and making something bigger happen, which is 
hugely important because it's very difficult to succeed on your own. Like, no, you know, unless you're Laurie Shaw. <laughs> Who, you know, how does he do it? Laurie Shaw is an enigma and an amazing musician. He's he's incredible. But, like, you know, we're not all Laurie Shaw. We can't all bang out of music at the same pace as he can. And no doubt he is a sport network around him as well. But the fact that people are coming out and saying, we're a collective, this are our stated aims. Like, Cutting Heads have been around for a good few years now. They've worked on, like, seeing the work that they've done has been really refreshing and motivating because they've gotten so much done over the years. Um, and they continue to do it and with the level of consistency that's quite admirable um, and like the people behind Quarter Block Party like they have come together and made that festival happen through once again a pooling of resources and this continues to happen throughout the city people just have a a motivation to see that happen and it works which is great but in terms of you know the mechanics of keeping a collective running back and forth you mentioned obviously you know doing deals with the landlord and making sure that everything happens what are kind of the practical difficulties of that for you as a collective member and as an individual I think it's a lot of things about the collective you kind of lean on each other at times you know sometimes someone might not be around for a few months and you might have to take up the slack or you might not be around for a few like it's all a matter of give and take and communication is key with all of these things you have to communicate your um, readiness your willingness and your motivations behind someone to something so that there's no clash of egos or clash of heads mm. now we've been very lucky in our regard because we can do that you know sometimes it's as easy as having a big group message on Facebook and reading it yeah. Yeah, and keeping up to date but just just understanding other people's limitations or like self-imposed may not be or like their reluctance to do certain things um, and their motivations as well what they actually want to accomplish and want to achieve out of something for us it was getting a practice space running you know, mm. after that it was maybe playing some music theatre, but the practice space was the main thing. Like, you know, someone for say like House Collective, like for them, them is to promote their music, you know, create and promote music of them and their friends. You know, it's understanding the goals of other people and making sure those goals are realistic and maybe accessible. And then if you actually achieve those goals, see what more goals you can actually focus on and make sure everyone's clear on those goals. I think the next stage of where we're going with Collectives as a City has kind of already emerged, where we've seen Cosmonaut, which was already like helmed by Cormac Daly, but, but also a collective effort with other people that he was working with, like Shane Horan, Emma Kelly, uh, Jamie Collin, etc., on different projects, um, has now turned into Real Fear Records with himself and the Happy Alone Boys on in-house production and kind of turning it all into a into a one-stop shop. Are you familiar with this development? And if not, where else would you see... Uh, I realised Cormac was managing them. I didn't realise he'd become, like, they'd become factory records and he was to Tony Wilson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's that's fantastic. Like, I know Cormac's a very motivated man. He does a lot. He's put on a lot of gigs for us in the past, actually, as well. We've played a good few shows with him. Um, it's interesting to see those models crop up again and again in music history and it's very fun to see what happened in Cork now again so no I wasn't aware of that that's really good I'm delighted with that news from these collectives of course have emerged a number of different artists that have been newly re-energised and revitalised by having other people to work with as well as outfits and bands that have come of this collaboration you know obviously on one end God Alone are while they're not part of the House Who Collective, they've had a lot of help from members of the House Who Collective, especially with Ghost King is Dead helping with their mastering. Um, you've had Happy Alone, of course, uh, reap the full benefits of working with Cosmonaut Music and now this real fear outlet that they have. But you also have, you know, uh, Ghost King is Dead, who's been hanging around for a few years, now finds himself hitting his creative stride right as he has people to work with in House Who and developing from like a singer-songwriter type to this mad neo-soul one-man Unit, who are some of your favourite new artists to have emerged from the city this year? 
or who do you feel has kind of come into their own separately as things have 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 changed? Well, this year anyway, really basically what like Kelly Doherty's done at Gadget and the Cloud. Like Kelly's been um, knocking it for years, and Gadget and Cloud's seen that album come out this year. Was an album really? It was a. It was an album. I know. Yeah, I, it's, it's an album to me. Like seeing that come out was brilliant. It's kind of seems like the culmination of a few years like creative endeavors and having your senior play at fundraiser recently in cypress avenue even my workmates were there and going like who's this person what are you doing like you know uh seeing her come on and play so many shows has been fantastic i mean she's an excellent music creator and i only want to see what more she does in the future now she had been around for years i think 2018 is the year where she really broke through yeah and kind of came to the fore especially with the album coming out um other like it's kind of hard to think of because so with a year it's such a long time to go over and there's so many bands that kind of crop up now and then obviously like we've mentioned a lot so far like Odd Alone Happy Alone um, I'll tell you how long Elaine Malone Elaine Malone (laughs) I'll tell you how long this year has been Um, Speculative Fiction's Effigies EP was in January and that feels like ages and ages and ages ago now that was last year exactly that's how long 2018 has been but kind of that stretch has also allowed for a lot of artists to kind of do different things and try different things but while we're talking about bands that are emerging and we're talking about bands having good years we unfortunately also have had to say goodbye to one of Cork's most idiosyncratic um, they started as a rock band but they you can't say that's what they ended up as uh, in O Emperor um, Darren you've worked with the lads over the years in various capacities uh, I wouldn't say worked with I've jammed with a few of them mm. but yeah I, but yeah I, I know the lads to see their kind of you got your advanced copy of Jason I got saw that on social media copy of Jason yeah uh, no they're uh, I kind of know the lads for years because I remember I actually put on a gig of theirs when I played release Hitler the Theater, um in the old bar in UCC in something like 2011 so yeah I remember I think Altered Errors played not so long after that because I remember admiring Cottle's beautiful harmony guitar mm. but um, yeah Wimper I, I, in that they folded that's bad but they've had a great year Jason has gone to a huge critical acclaim which is brilliant and it fully deserves it as I remember seeing those songs in maybe embryonic form at a gig in Connolly's of Lep I think possibly earlier this year and they were very rock-oriented songs. I was, I was like, why are they going back in a rock direction? This is very odd. It's very meat and potatoes kind of uh, thing. And then the album came out, and it was... First, Make It Rain came out. And then that was kind of like a psychedelic, kind of almost William Onivore, like Afro-pop kind of... That's what I... That, that's what I. That's the first thing I immediately thought was looking at, like, Nigerian high life and early Afro house, that that was what they were looking like at. That, and that, that was brilliant. And then... The subsequent single is like seeing Girl being performed at Body and Soul on like the main stage was surreal. Uh, I remember like some dude stood up in front of me during it and I yelled at him to get out of my way. I was like, I want to see what's happening here. It's so un- un- unusual. But I think not that the writing was on the wall for a few years, but you know, things get in the way. Like life happens. You you have kids, you move away. The guys all, are all living in different cities. Um, and unfortunately, that's, that is like that is just what happens. Like yeah. not, not every band lives forever. You know, we're not all the Rolling Stones still in the same band after fifty odd years. So, but like seeing O Emperor go out on a definite high was incredible. The gig in Dali was brilliant. Talking Heads cover was hilarious. But the, the, there's something about O Emperor is like the standard of music, musicianship is so unbelievably high. They all enjoy playing with each other so much, and you can see that. But watching them play is just, I I could watch them play forever. They're a brilliant band. They're probably one of my favorite ever. Um, but yes so it's just funny we're not going to see more, more shows from them 
artist, which is why I tried to fit in as many shows from them as I possibly could over the past few years. Like, you don't know. I think the lesson here is like, if you love a band, go see the shows. Buy the buy, buy them music. I think that's what we always say. Yeah. Um, keep it on wax. Keep it on wax. Although maybe not so, because it's very environmentally unfriendly, and I've been thinking about a lot about ramifications of that recently. The um, only thing, the only thing, is streaming isn't step, stepping in to fill the void. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Oemper. I mean, you could definitely say it was one of the best gigs of the year. I mean, seeing them at Body and Soul as well was just bizarre. Like that was strange. Like seeing the disconnect between like a few hundred at Body and Soul, like, if even, and then the Dali being rammed for to see them. Like people like and going absolutely bananas at all points in the gig. It was. I I, I felt. Oh, Emperor until this year never really got their due um, which they do make a few jokes about that on the album um, they're a band that probably should have been bigger but mm. also again maybe they didn't want to be bigger you know you don't have to be bigger to be a success to yourself you know you can the music is the most important part we did a big interview with O Emperor ahead of that final show and Paul certainly seemed to have nothing else left to settle from his time in O Emperor. It seemed that they accomplished everything that they'd wanted to as O Emperor and it was down to them to kind of do the next things themselves. Exactly. Like they've done they've done everything as band. They've they've created like Vitreous is a perfect album. Like mm. I remember hearing that first and going, like, they've done it. Kind of, it's you know, they I saw them play the operas, they've played all the festivals, they've gone abroad, they've you know, recorded with orchestras. Mm. And like they've done it all. Like and now they're doing more stuff in separate bands, you know. Yeah. Um I can't wait to see what Brendan Fennessy does next. And Brent Brendan's a fantastic engineer. Like you see Philly Christie and him playing with the Bonk, the Bonk are bananas. They are mm. so good. Like so and then you see like what I what Alan will do or you they will go on to more things and what they will create will be incredible because it's the same people making the stuff. It might not have the same uh, lineup as a Emperor, but it's going to be done with the same feeling and the same, you know, same motivations of just creating amazing music. Because there are five people who are obsessed with music, and the, their love of music comes true in what they do. So that that will continue on as long as they're, they're making music. I have no doubt about that. The love is most important. Before we jump to some more tunes, any more kind of honourable mentions for new artists in 2018? <laughs> new artists in 2018? You're catching me in the hop here, Mike. Well, <laughs> um, God, I'm trying to think. I think a lot, because I'm a musician in Cork, I've seen people come through. Like, I remember when Elaine started first, first started playing her own shows. And, you know, seeing her come through this year has been like a... Everyone's going, oh, who's this person? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I've seen her play for years. So that, that I suppose that's the problem. I will have seen people come up. Along. So being happy alone, come, like, burst through out of nowhere, I was like, what has happened here? What I was really happy to see was seeing Pale Rivers um, release their EP. Um, yeah. They have been plugging away now for quite some time and actually seeing the EP come out and being seen to finish the article was fantastic. Uh, Don't Worry About Me is a, is a brilliant song. Um, and they've been hard at it this year playing shows around Ireland you know really working really working very hard to like get the music out there and keep playing their shows and you know for some people I might have only been aware of them this year I might have, I might have known seen them in previous incarnations or whatever they're essentially new artists for 2018 and seeing that them have such success this year and have the interest in the shows that's been great we'll get to some tunes there uh, we were talking about Wemperer and you discussed specifically Make It Rain which we have kind of lined up any yeah. kind of last thoughts on that tune in particular I think Make It Rain um kind of caught everyone off guard when it first came out because it is such a choice from left field for our emperor it's a very much a a, you know a 90 degree turn away from what their sound was previously because previously the Switchblade EP was almost yacht rock and then when the rain came out and you're like what is this it's just all groove it's so groovy the vocal effects are amazing it's yeah definitely one of my favourite songs of 2018 
And you have Shukra with Don't Wanna Doubt You. And Shukra come back again this year with more brilliant music. And that and Flex are two great songs. Shukra go from strength to strength every year. They only get better as a band. Singing Body and Soul this year, they had a crowd in the palm of their hands. Like they're excellent performers. Sunita's one of the best singers you'll see here out there. And you've got people, everyone in that band is in such a high standard as a musician or singer. Like it's brilliant. Yeah, so seeing this single come out along with Flex and more to come in 2019 I expect but definitely one of my favourites of this year as well Unreal we'll get straight into it so this is O Emperor with Make It Rain from their Jason album here on the best of 2018 Red on Red
Shukra with Don't Wanna Doubt You here on a special Best of 2018 Red on Red still joined in studio by the man, the myth, the legend musician and music journalist Mr. K. Before the jump we were talking a little bit about how musicians have adjusted to the circumstances facing artists in general in Cork City as the city is changing and as different phenomena occur in the Cork City Centre over the course of 2018 and further 
2019, obviously, you know, on a macro scale, outside of arts, we have a housing crisis that is getting worse mm-hmm. and worse as time gets on. But we're also, you know, you've taken steps personally, yourself and your friends have taken steps to deal with the practice space issues uh, in the city. You know, there's other matters at hand, such as the lack of community art spaces left after the demises of the print shop and the Camden Palace Hotel. And sample Studios went as well. And Sample Studios. Well, they moved, but they're out of the city centre. But And I've also downsized, which is why I would not I would not have had Sample Studios in as the demise, because they're yeah. still operating to an extent and still fulfilling a very important function. But let's kind of take one at a time. Away from being Mr. K, you work a lot with... Um, I, I won't go into too much detail, but you work a lot with housing. And obviously in the city centre, prices have been driven up, rents have been driven up, etc. And you see the demographic changes happen to a city centre where artists, first of all, are embraced and they add to a community area before they're slowly but surely priced out of the area. And we've seen that to an extent with Cork City, you have, yeah. certainly in the last couple of years. Kind of, what's your take on that whole phenomenon? Actually, weirdly speaking on, on that whole gentrification phenomenon, I was reading a Beastie Boys book recently and they mentioned the exact same thing, obviously in New York, but happening in the early 80s. And you're going, God, that's depressingly familiar. Um, yeah, um, I'm a civil servant, so I actually see, work a bit with housing. I see like the problems we have, but, and it's the problem the whole country has with housing, rents, kind of instability. Um, unsure whether from month to month whether you're going to be living in a house. Like, that's going to affect your mental health and not speaking not just as an artist or a musician you know anyone it's going to affect what they want to do if you're not sure where you're going to be and you have security for like say the next five years how are you going to make any plans how are you going to make anything happen so that's hugely affected certainly affected me um you know my like you know my previous house i didn't know we didn't know how long we more we had in it it's still there they're still renting it but it does having that insecurity is so troubling. I mean, like, losing the practice spaces like we have over the years, Cork Community Print Shop was a big one. And stuff like that starts to create tension then, because when you don't have a space to actually practice your art or your, your music or whatever in, it go, it gets brought into the home. Like, I know for for we had to cart all the entire contents of our practice space into my house. No one wants a house filled with amps. Like, that then can also cause you to start divest yourself of some of that gear and you start, like, losing some of the stuff that you need to create with you you lose some of the materials I know for example my my, my partner's an, an artist she works a lot with printmaking I, we have a gigantic I think it's like four foot by five foot sheet of copper behind our bed because she doesn't have an artist studio to put it in mm. because every creative class be you a printmaker or you you know or a musician or a painter whatever there is that crunch where we're finding there's not enough space to actually kind of work at our work and create create better work and what you need to express ourselves, which then is having a knock on our mental health, which is also having, which is being affected by our housing crisis. There's a lot in it. I mean, it's a tangled knot of kind of interlinked phenomena. Um, we're, I think, I mean, we're triumphing through adversity at the moment here in Cork with music, and I suppose around the country, you know. But that's what you have to do. If you have the music in you or the art in you, you're, it's going to have to come out somehow. So you're going to have to find ways around, you know, the barriers to. You know, whether it be financial, for for a lot of my creative life as a musician, I've had no money, so I've had to find my ways around that. You know, if I was discussing with members of Hags last night, which band I was in for years, like someone was asking us, like, how much money would you spend on a guitar? It's like a hundred euro because we couldn't have any, can't spend any more, and you then you baby it because you can't spend any money on it. Yeah. Like, so if you if you only have, you know, what happens if your guitar breaks? You don't have money. You can't create the art. You know, 
What happens if you can't buy paints? What happens if you can't buy materials for printmaking? You know, just so many... The older you get, and the more you art you make, or you encounter people who make the, these arts, you realise that it's very difficult, and managing the resources around the art itself is, a, is like a second job in itself. It's, it takes up a lot of time, and that, that comes in with managing your practice spaces, and then in, you know, with our current climate in our country and not having the space then to create then creates a knock-on and everything else so and it's, it might be a bit rambling but like that's what it is and we're all still trying to untangle it in our heads and make a kind of a clear decision on a ways out of it and ways to fix it unfortunately this bills and I was mentioned into a na- the national scope it's not just us it's everyone everyone <laughs> is being affected by this housing crisis um, we're not just artists doing it we're people and we're the same as everyone else we're all affected by it and it's just very difficult and I don't see any uh, kind of respite on the horizon, unfortunately. But we're struggling. I was about on. to ask, actually. Yeah, I mean, like everything else, kind of on the horizon as it's coming through. Like, what would have been your thoughts, just from your professional experience? Oh God, I wouldn't even want to speak in that. I've I've been in the job a year. I'm still learning. <laughs> They've sent me back to college to learn. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's been really good. I mean, I, I enjoy working in the environment and learning about these things, and also the the causation of these problems and where it all came from originally like we, we I've, I've learned about planning law and I'm kind of looking at the world through a different lens these days and going why what you know a lot that kind of lens then you know <laughs> planning laws leads maybe into uh, Cork <laughs> event centre yeah we're going to talk about that in a little yeah, bit we'll talk about that in a bit yes, that's going to be an interesting one but like yeah I'm currently with the government that we have with the Fine Gael government that's so kind of centrist and almost nearly right-leaning these days I don't see any policies that they're going to introduce that are going to uh, help at all like, no. I really don't like HAP has been a detriment to this country HAP is landlord welfare and Fine Gael are defending an interest like yeah exactly so HAP has been to the detriment of this country you know not enough money has been put into social housing you know we so many land banks in this country that we, we, we hold on to and yet they aren't used you know, the thing is, as a civil servant, we're apolitical, essentially. You know, we stay there even if the government changes. We just have to enact their policies. So seeing the policies as such introduced by the Finland government is frustrating. Um, it's difficult to look at. And just seeing, like, because I grew up during, and as did you, during the boom times when we yep. when we saw the recession. And it feels like we're seeing that again. And we're not, the, it's been said a lot. And people are poo-pooing that and saying, you know, maybe it, not gonna, it couldn't happen again. It will happen again. Mm. there will be another crash and it's going to be as bad as the last one I'd say you know but at least community art centres will be affordable to set up bloody hell <laughs> god if we're looking at it that way um, yeah maybe, maybe things will be there will be more empty buildings although there's still a lot of empty buildings there are that are not being uh, capitalised on embarrassing to look at but look I'm still learning in my professional capacity I couldn't really speak to a lot of it because I don't know unfortunately Um a lot of what I know is gleaned from the paper, from just being a student of history and reading over the years. It's it's unfortunate. It's, the pressures are there and, and they're going to remain there for a long time to come, unfortunately. But talk of the legacy of the recession in our city centre kind of leads to talk of we've lost the community art centres. We're talking about trying to fill the gap left by community art centres that closed. Camden Palace are still working diligently on finding a new space for themselves in the city centre. Um, the Cork Community Print Shop, you know, we're seeing the legacy of it already in the work of the different people that were involved with it, like Shiv Brosnan, Cormac Daly, etc. And now we're seeing Shiv going to Dublin and doing great things with Think House on the national festival circuit. But what I've seen in 2018 is, while it's not necessarily been filled by 
massive organizations coming in and finding new buildings to overtake. You're seeing it filled in to a lesser extent, you know, a lot more fractured extent. Different kind of smaller spaces are taking different uh, functionalities from the old community arts centres. Whereas you have Bunker on Camden Key, and we've been using that for Cork Club's music clinics. It's also a fully functioning tuition space and studio, much in the same way as Camden Palace would have been before. And likewise, you're seeing the keynote kind of step in and fill that void in terms of providing a multimedia space um, for community arts groups at a relatively affordable level. And now even get, getting licensed and, and providing uh, GATS from the Fran Well. So kind of taking another step forward again in what it can offer in terms of, you know, a fully licensed. What are your thoughts on how the current spaces and new enterprises have filled in that void? I think it's it's always a cycle. People, and people will always want to make and do stuff. <laughs> that's it, together. So that's why we had the print shops, you know, or, you know, Camden Palace was there for so long. It's... That energy is still there. It's just been divested into smaller things, as you said. So having something like Bunker, like... the Bunker is a fantastic resource. Not mm. only is John in Bunker an incredibly knowledgeable person about music and a real boon, he's also a, ma- a very encouraging man who kind of wants to make things happen. He wants people like that's a really good thing to see. You'll always have those people in the city who will be encouraging and want to make things happen and want to see people make music and have their own studios. So the fact that he's even allowing that space to be used in there is brilliant. Same with the Kino. You know, there it's once again it's encouraging things to happen. It's making people. It's bringing together people. I, I think we're missing something, kind of a focus point, maybe. I mean, having the print shop was brilliant because anyone could be in there at any one point. You could meet anyone from any discipline. I think Bunker's great. It's small. The Kino's brilliant, but, you know, it's not open. You know, community arts groups have kind of kind of splintered or moved away from the city centre, which is difficult to see. And maybe I'm forgetting some. But I don't think I am. Like, even I mentioned Sample earlier, but like, Sample's much diminished since its move up to Churchfield. There's a lot mm. less people there and there's a lot less space. Like, it's got, it's, it's palpable how smaller it's become. Like, you've got other, like, studios, smaller artist studios, like Over the Line or something, which is out by, uh, I think, Dylan's Cross. But everything's moved out of the city centre and pushed out a bit. Barry, aforementioned Bunker and Kino and stuff. And it'd be interesting to see if anyone else tried anything soon just in the city centre, given the fact that rents are so high at the moment. Do you think we'll see a growth in artistic facilities in the city suburbs or even in the smaller satellite towns surrounding the city? I think you're going to see it in the suburbs, definitely. As long as if people start moving out to suburbs, which we're all doing. <laughs> well, you yeah. haven't yet, but I have. Um, we're you, looking at the options, right? Yeah, I think that's part of growing up as well as you kind of bounce out of the city centre. But like, what fills the void, I wonder? Um, that'll be interesting to see. I... I don't see myself setting up a community art centre on Victoria Cross anytime soon, but that may happen. You know, population centres shift and change. Um, also, with the city boundary expanding next year, you never know. Cork City Council might push out into your Glanmires and your Ballincollig, which it has to. It is, it is expanding out there. And there yeah. might be funding available for arts offices there, and you could get it, get it from like, central government as well. They could give grants then. There's going to be a lot of changes there next year with that kind of stuff. And you, you, it will be interesting to see if the City Arts Office starts funding projects out in those spaces. Speaking of central funding, there is the elephant in the room that we do have to mention, and that is the Cork Events Centre. <laughs> when it was announced a number of years ago, it seemed like a real boon for the city and, you know, very well could still turn out to be. But this was five or six years ago. Um, early on, we heard tell that there were be different event spaces in and around the main event centre itself in which the community would be stakeholders that they would have access to um, 
to what was then called the brewery quarter. Um, it seems the focus of this has changed and almost a number of situations that you couldn't make up have uh, kind of intervened in the creation and opening of the event centre. We've had an archaeological dig. We've had the property bubble, mean that the land has been fair game for the development of more flat pack student apartments. Kind of, what do you reckon? Are we finally going to see the event centre this year? Do you think we'll be able to use a smaller venue on the on the property? Like, what what do you reckon? I think this is it's an endlessly entertaining story if you're an outsider like I am. So when it was originally announced, I knew that they were going to have run into trouble with that site because I studied archaeology in college and we knew that there was stuff under that site. It was just, if they didn't know it when they announced it, and I knew they hid it, they can only mention it in one line in their proposal to the city council. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I've been following this for so many years that I just have to unpack the details. They knew already that that site was going to be trouble. When the original planning process was there and there was suggestions for places on Albert Key as well, and there were a lot of those were shouted down for traffic. Look where it is. South Main Street is one of the biggest bottlenecks in the city centre. Mm. Where are they going to park everything? None of this still seems realistic to my mind at all. Like, if ground is broken in that in 2019, I'll be incredibly surprised. There's too many players in this. You've got, I think, Live Nation are involved. Uh, you've got the City Council. You've got, you know, um, was it Enda Kenny breaking ground in that for the 2016 general election? Yeah. Just as a photo opportunity. We could see ground breaking for the next election next year. Yeah, you could. It's, it's, it's a political football. Like, so I think it's a bit of a white album. It's a terrible idea. I think it's a terrible idea. It'd be brilliant to have an event centre. Fantastic. Would, would welcome it in Cork City. You know, mm. probably need one. It would be great for like the south of the country. Um, southwest country, even. Well, we do. Like, we need we something need of like, that we facility. We can't keep going to Mill Street to see Disney on Ice. So, um, yeah, it needs to be something needs to be done. It's not going to happen at that site. A better idea at that site would be some kind of like if you consolidated Cork City and County Museum out there or used a listed structure for something else. But unfortunately, as you mentioned, we're seeing it being used for student apartments. Revised planning permissions being put in when only sections being built. Yeah. Um, callously by property developers. So it's going to prevent the use of an event centre. Now, whether any of us will ever get to play in an event centre like that is one thing, but to see it be built and be a boon to the city would be fantastic but I just don't see it happening the creation of employment uh, especially in the entertainment sector is one reason to kind of plug uh, for the creation of Cork Event Centre but but there remains much to be seen Um, all in all it's a really kind of fractured picture of people working really really hard and kind of battling against a lot of different elements that are at play you know at infrastructural level at you know, at cultural level, at media level. 2018 seems to be the kind of year whereby, you know, we've had a lot of people succeed, you know, almost by swimming against the tide, where, you know, there's been a lot of collectives working together to provide themselves a home, uh, kind of up against, you know, bigger cultural events, up against bigger infrastructural events. How do you reckon 2018 will be remembered? Um, I'll remember it as year I had to carry like 600 records across the city on a bus, but... Uh, Fair play, Joe. <laughs> no... For me, 2018, like it's it's. I think the years are often defined by big events. You know, like the year the pav closed, or you know, the year the print shop closed, or you know, bad things. A lot of the times, it's easy they stick out in people's minds. 2018, I think you should look back at it as a successful year. Like even innovations and stuff like it takes a village, or you know, there's been continued success from some players like the guys behind it takes a village in St. Luke's. There's been 
you know, everyone else has kept plugging away, new artists are emerging, the cycle continues. Like, it's been a successful year for Cork Music. A lot has happened. A lot has uh, gone on in the city and will continue to go on. Like, Quarter will happen next year. It Takes Village will happen again, you know. Um, yeah, it's hard to probably give answer for this because there is no real simple answer. It was a fractured enough year. A lot happened. Fortunately, not a lot of negative stuff on the Cork Music scene. I mean, you know, I can't think of a venue closure. No, venue closure, no. But like Cypress Avenue redeveloped itself. That was brilliant. You know, um, Dali re, Dali opened the Pav again. That was that's been great. So yeah, I think successful year, great in terms of venues reopening. Um, you know, no, you know, disappointing that the Oimper finished up, but amazing the man in which they did. Great to see all these new artists emerging. Yeah, maybe it's you think, it, yeah, it's a successful year, but a bit bitty. It kind of happened in fits and starts, but they got there in the end. Speaking of artists that have immersed this year, we were only talking about these two upcoming artists a little while ago. Gadget in the Cloud with the appropriately titled for this show uh, this year, taken from her Songs for Sad People to Dance to album. Yeah, delighted to see the um, Kelly put this out this year. I mean, only going from strength to strength. I'm looking, really looking forward to see what she does next year. Um, check out Songs for Sad People to Dance to online. It's really, really good. Um, rumors of a, uh, of a of a of a vinyl release early next year. a vinyl year. release. Oh, amazing! And um, new kill from Gadget in the Cloud on January fourth. New single, too soon to say, uh, will be available on all streaming platforms. And a little bit of a reveal there a couple of nights ago on social media with Gadget in the Cloud and Mankey collaborating on a track. I saw in that. The new I'm year. very intrigued to see what happens there. So yeah, it's going to be a big year for Kelly and Gadget in the Cloud. Speculative fiction also with Google taken from his Effigies EP. Yeah, uh, Spec has been around for so long at this stage. He's c- consistently excellent. Um, also interested in seeing him in his new projects as well. He's he's back drumming again. So I'm delighted this has come out. It came out I, I, as you mentioned earlier in the show. I thought it came out last year. So no. I'm delighted to be reminded that it came out this year. January so. via the unseen. Yeah. So yeah, speculative fiction. Um, consistently brilliant. Unreal. We'll get straight to it. So this is Gadget in the Cloud with this year here on Red on Red.
seizures Best wake up and smell the diesel Life is stress but the dead rest easy Unless you got an on off switch like electric heaters Systematic messages of doom and despair Suicidal shit like spoon in a bear Sticks in the head like glue in your hair Fuck learning, that's why Google is there But this mentality is flimsy and callous and Trying to keep up with it's like sprinting in sandals I place my focus on linguistics and samples And get respected for my effortless chatter A scene saturated with raps about other rappers Like the shit even matters Specs on a good thing It's feckin' timeless Like the tetrapod footprints on Valencia Island Sorry lads No point trying Speculative Fiction with Google, taken from the Effigies EP released in January of 2018. This is a special 2018 edition of Red on Red. And just before we wrap up, uh, not only for this episode, but for the year. And thank you very much for your support also throughout the year, because this has been year one of the Red on Red podcast. Uh, We had an auspicious launch here in the Red FM studios in January. Since then, we've just kind of gone from strength to strength. We've been allowed to tell a lot of great stories. A lot of artists have come through and told us in their words their relationships with the cities and their relationship with their music to what goes on around them. And we'd like to thank you all very much for your support and for allowing us to continue to do this. We're going to be heading into 2019 and hopefully doing a few cool things which you'll be able to find out about via Red FM on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Mr. K, before we wrap it up, what are your thoughts or your ideas and predictions for Cork Music in 2019? Uh, Predictions? I'm predicting Quarter Block Party is going to be excellent again. I'm just that the quality of that lineup is stunning. Um, I'm going to try and better my score on a mini golf course in Tripolgan during It Takes a Village. Mm. Um, hopefully, won't be playing in the Howling Gale again. Really looking forward to that festival. I just thought last year's edition was such a surprise and so excellent, and it's just great to see that ATP style concept being brought to Ireland and working and working really well. It's just so it was so well done. It was there yeah. for the Sunday, and it was just so well put together. The crack team behind putting it together as well is all names and faces from the Cork City scene as well and to see them kind of apply their craft on a stage that is now getting bigger yeah, is fantastic as well just in the production aspect it's great yeah so really looking forward to it takes a village next year um, predictions then um, I just loads of great music from loads of different people I know like St. Keelan's going to have new stuff out so looking forward to that Dan Walsh with his Fixity project is going to have new stuff new speculative fiction new, spe- new speculative fiction new hope is noise but, like there's going to be new players in the game then that we might have not known from before like breakout stuff like like for example this we're happy alone we might see some next year like some up and coming 17 year old might surprise us all it could be brilliant and that's the joy of music is the unexpected as well um, I'm going to be putting out a number of things myself um I've we've got an, a not earth album in the pipeline. There's a mu- museum are going to be putting some stuff out in the label. So yeah, it's an exciting 2019 to come. Um, let's hope it's as good as 2018. And you can hopefully catch the best of what's happening on the DIY level in Cork City here on Red on Red. That's all from this week's episode of Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast from RedFM.ie. Thank you very much to Mr. K, Darren Keane, for joining us this episode. Thanks for having me. And thank you very much for listening throughout 2018 and hopefully into the new year. If you like what you're hearing, please take the time to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and now Google Podcasts, as well as other podcasting platforms. Please share this on your social media and make sure to check out the artists featured online or at an upcoming gig. 
If you'd like more Irish tunes, please be sure to listen in to Green on Red on Sunday nights with Alan O'Donovan for the best of all that is Irish on Cork's Red FM 104 to 106. Mr. K, you're leaving us with Sam Clegg with the title track from his Balloons EP. Yeah, Sam is a fantastic guitarist and musician from West Cork. He's put out two EPs this year and he's just only going from strength to strength. He's playing a number of bands. Balloons is a beautiful track. I'd recommend everyone to check Sam out. Savage, we'll get straight into it. So, Sam Clegg with Balloons. This has been Red on Red and we'll talk to you this year. Let go of the string and watch another balloon get so high so soon People might see it from miles away and it might brighten their day Maybe it'll burst on the beak of a crow Get wrapped around its face and kill the thing slowly You just never It's a gamble at best Red on Red.